0: The art and science of hacking our environment or modulating it to support our body is what biohacking is. Did you also know that this is a key element to becoming a radiant human through supporting our bodies to be as pure as possible? This is where deep eating radiance comes from an inside out approach to reduce inflammation, oxidative stress, and allow you to have powerful energy and the best sleep ever. Check out my top biohacking picks from supplements to EMF protective clothing to water purification, air purification, blue light blocking glasses, detox options, and much, much more. Head on over to theschoolofradiance.com and check out my biohacking page. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome, 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 you beautiful radiant soul to a solo episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. I just wrapped up a beautiful follow-up call with Jasmine, who is about five months pregnant. So we were going over some pregnancy safe skincare recommendations and supplements and all of that goodness. And she brought up a few really interesting things that I'd love to share with you all on the show. She was recalling from some of her studies and readings, and she also has ties to um, like Ireland and the UK in her ancestry. And so she was sharing some things with me that some of her ancestors did in those places in the world a long time ago in regards to beauty routines and rituals and some of the sacred aspects of beauty actually being a bit of a spiritual practice. So if you're thinking to yourself, oh, the self-care stuff, skincare, makeup, personal grooming is just for the ladies, it is not just for the ladies. In fact, back in the day, there was a group that actually taught the Romans a thing or two about personal grooming and hygiene as well. So in this episode, I want to share with you the history of beauty. Now, I have a previous episode on the Egyptian history of beauty. Now, if you think back to Cleopatra and pharaohs, they absolutely adorned their bodies. They had very uh, ritualistic practices around oil to the body, and makeup, doing the big Egyptian cat eye. I love doing a little bit of a a liquid eyeliner cat eye. I find that it just really opens up the eyes, especially with eyeliner to the upper eyelid. Not so much on the lower eyelid, especially for a more mature look, as this can actually make the eyes look a little bit smaller. And one of the other things that I've noticed in some of my clients in their 70s and 80s when their vision starts to decline and you know they might have a need for cataract surgery, is you, as we age, we actually start to lose the ability to see contrasts. And so I would see these beautiful, lovely ladies in their 70s and 80s, and they would be dying their hair very dark, and it would look quite unnatural. And then they would use that same hair dye on their eyebrows and this very stark black eyeliner. And one of the things I love to recommend to my clients is to actually embrace the gray. I find it looks very regal and it can be done in a way that looks very natural, very regal. And I know a lot of us, we kind of fight the grays. I am doing some research behind the scenes to look at options for reducing grays. It is something that is possible, so stay tuned. I will be sharing more on that research coming up. But just a little note there to maybe ease off the eyeliner on the full upper and lower lash line, uh, especially, I'd say if you're uh, more mature, and it can actually make the eyes look a little smaller. And the other thing I just wanna quickly touch on with eyeliner is I don't recommend putting the eyeliner on the wet aspect of the lower eyelid, just because you're gonna be introducing eyeliner into the eyes itself now i do have some clean options for eyeliner on my e-store that are free of harmful toxins so be sure to check out my e-store the link is in the description below and don't forget i am having a special sale right now so check out the description of this episode for more details on that getting back to the history of beauty i've done a previous episode on the egyptian history of beauty and in today's i'd like to focus more on The Celtic people in particular, they had very specific beauty rituals and beauty secrets that were very sacred to them. If you think of what someone would look like in that culture, they would have elaborate hair, they would braid their hair, they would do beautiful, elaborate hairstyles, and they would even dye their eyebrows using some type of plant that was of dark color and use something dark around their eyes. They would do makeup, they would stain their cheeks and lips with different plant extracts as well. And it was actually to them about beauty as a practice of holiness, which is very interesting. I love to study different um, historical beautification practices and sort of see where it is now. I feel like the current state of affairs of rejuvenation and beautification is a little bit distorted because of facial filters, these different applications that can tweak and slightly distort our facial feature ratios to literally make the hips smaller, the bust bigger, the booty bigger, and literally get rid of all blemishes and imperfections on the skin. We're also seeing this trend with people submitting their images for AI applications and then what that does is, uh, I, I personally will not be submitting my photo to that, I also didn't do that aging app that was very popular a few years ago on social media. I just want to encourage you to be careful with which apps you use and actually have on your devices a lot of times your information is shared and then sold to a third party so just something to watch out for but this trend now in our current time with this i would i would go so far as to say hyper sexualized look and to me what i'm seeing in our current times are these perversions of many things and when we think of beauty and we feel into what beauty and radiance is from our heart, it is a feeling and a quiet confidence that really does come from being aligned, body, mind, spirit, and energy. When you walk into a room, you don't necessarily, well, sure, we want people to notice how gorgeous our hair and makeup looks and our outfits. However, when I started to employ a number of the practices that I teach in theschoolofradiance.com, when I was doing this prep work for being on stages more and more and more public speaking, I really had to learn how to modify my gestures, my speech, and my presence. And then when I would show up to events, people would come up to me and say, oh, I noticed you come in, Uh, I loved your energy, I just wanted to come and talk to you. I was no longer getting those previous types of compliments on hair, makeup, outfits, it was a whole different type of compliment and that's one of the reasons i'm really passionate about teaching presence and the way that we carry ourselves is to actually help to at the end of the day cultivate leaders that are resilient that can overcome obstacles in their lives become stronger and more powerful than ever and the school of radiance is really where i show the physical and aesthetic side of being radiant as well as the spiritual and energetic sides of radiance and this is really for the ladies and the gentlemen i do talk into the i do talk to speak to the importance of balancing that divine feminine and masculine energy so yes the program is definitely for the ladies and the gents i love to share ways about being more radiant and leading and living by example from the heart and having your energy right one of the people i like to study is angelina jolie as well as audrey hepburn and a few other old hollywood celebrities Uh, even marilyn monroe to some degree her speech is a little bit more of that stereotypical blonde uh, sex idol if you will And I would encourage a more mature, demure way of speaking with gestures and things like that. So I have been sharing a little bit more on social media, little nuggets of how to present yourself in the world, how your speech can be more refined and how mannerisms can be more refined so that you are received in a more serious yet warm and competent way. Essentially, at the end of the day, my aim with this program is to cultivate leaders radiating from the heart to make the most impact and having others notice how we are being and moving through life with more grace and ease and, of course, looking extra beautiful in the process. So I thought that that was very, very interesting for Jasmine to point out the history of beauty from a group of people in our history that I hadn't yet uh, dove into. One of my favorite books is The Myths of Avalon. The book is about the wonderful women behind the scenes at uh, the time of King Arthur. And of course, it's, it's a fictional novel. It was a very popular read in certain high school curriculums. The other thing I wanna talk about in today's episode is cellulite. Cellulite is something that tends to pop up, no pun intended, with women more than men. And the reason why this is the case is if you were to put your pink your fingers together and they they interlace in a parallel way, that is how men's fascia is organized. Now, women's fascia can be a little bit different in the organized structure as being more perpendicular. So if you were to put your hands together one being horizontal and one being vertical, and look at how your fingers line up. There's these little gaps between your fingers where the fat globules will actually poke through the fascia. So cellulite can be addressed in a number of different ways. Body gua sha is a great uh, method for that, which I'll talk about shortly here. And also interestingly to notice if you were to chat with your massage therapist, your registered massage therapist, and ask them which subset of people have less cellulite. That's actually gonna be the yogis. And when we're practicing yoga, what happens is we're basically smoothing and stretching our fascia. And their fascia, according to massage therapists, presents as being much more smooth. So if you're wanting to combat cellulite, in my opinion, some of the best way to do that is through body gua sha and yoga practices. Not so much yoga for the face. I have a separate episode on my opinions on facial yoga. However, body for the yoga is incredibly a gra- it's a very grounding practice and great for massaging the the fluids in your joints, for massaging your organs, lymph flow and all of that. So, some really easy free tips for you to address cellulite is actually using, you know, those Chinese soup spoons, those white ceramic soup spoons that are ceramic and they have a smoothed edge. That's a great tool. And some of us have these already at our homes. Uh, you can also use silicone cups, a jar lid also works well as well as a smooth and polished stone. You don't need to spend, you know, 40 to $70 on this fancy gua sha tool, which for the most part, unfortunately, uh, do come from, from the Orient, and there can be some child uh, labor involved in that. And it's been very difficult for me to find a gua sha tool that doesn't come from there. And when I do, trust me, I will be preaching that one from the mountaintops. So when we start to perform our own gua sha for the purpose of reducing cellulite, this can be done in the bath with say the pineapple oil that you can find on my e-store, avocado oil in the bath also works wonderfully well, and you essentially have a bit of a lubricant on your body and you take a tool and you basically are going up and down and circular. And what you're doing is you're applying a little bit of pressure on your fascia to smooth it out. And you can do this on the thighs, the backside. You can actually perform facial gua sha on the end. You can, yes, facial gua sha. Sorry, that was a bit of a slip. Do that with your fingertips. And I do a tutorial on that in skin camp. And I have a round two skin camp happening now. So register now. The link is in the description of this episode everything you can find is also you can find everything at rachelvarga.ca so when you're first performing gua sha on the body it can be a little bit painful you can also use those silicone cups that are great for cupping that basically it's this cup with a little bit of negative pressure and it lifts up the tissue that can be a bit painful at first, performing body kwasha can be painful at first, especially if your fascia is uh, more disorganized and you haven't done it before. So just go light the first couple of times, and then once the fascia starts to smooth out a little bit and you're breaking up uh, areas of fascia that have become quite dense and irregular, you're smoothing out that soft tissue. It will actually become more comfortable There's so many benefits with this, including lymphatic drainage. Um, Lymphatic drainage is really important for us to do, so this is where self-massage comes in. We're basically moving stagnant lymph and also blood from our extremities back to the heart. And then what happens with that lymph, the lymph is responsible for our immune system and bringing in fresh nutrients to different areas of the body. That's why it's really important to do it on the face and the neck to basically flush out the old and bring in new microcirculation with nutrients and all of that. And with the legs, we go from the ankles upwards to the abdomen. And then actually performing Gua Sha on the abdomen is incredible for reducing bloat that can accumulate in the middle of the body as well. And so essentially when you're doing body gua sha on the abdomen and your own personal lymphatic drainage, you're basically, uh, there are a number of different motions that you can do. What I like is to go vertical on the abdomen horizontally and then also kind of flushing down following that natural V to push the lymph into your groin nodes. And I also encourage you, especially in that bikini zone, to make sure that you are massaging out that lymph. We have tons of nodes in our groin area and it's really important to move toxins and then allow for new microcirculation to come in. So if you're performing lymph drainage, say you're even doing a self breast exam, you're performing lymph drainage in the axilla, note where lymph nodes could be a little bit sore as well and keep an eye on that. If you notice anything irregular like a hard, Um, For slightly nodular lymph node, it is a good idea to get that looked at by your physician. This is not medical advice, it's educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. This is all part of becoming in tune with your body. And one of the things that I notice when I'm doing my face and neck gua sha, when I'm putting my products on is sometimes I can have a little bit of discomfort when I'm feeling the nodes just in front of my ears and under my jawline. And that can actually be an early indicator of maybe you're just fighting something off uh, immune system wise and just to keep an eye on that. The body really does speak to us if we care to listen now there are some in-clinic options that use heat and radio frequency for cellulite which can be helpful but very expensive requiring at least six sessions this is usually how the package is presented and this is truly something you really can do at home i have had great results upon initial heat and radio frequency sessions with certain technologies However, for maintaining this long-term at home, I do love the idea of performing this a couple of times a week, have it be part of your evening routine and ritual, or if you take your bath or shower in the morning as well. That can be helpful. It's primarily about smoothing out the fascia and performing lymphatic drainage. A lot of times after people have had abdominal surgery, liposuction, tummy tuck, um, the Brazilian butt lift, which is uh, otherwise known as a BBL surgery, not to be confused with BBL laser session. That's something else. Uh, These types of lymphatic drainage massages are great for post-surgery for moving blood and lymph and assisting with recovery. When you do perform at drainage on the abdomen, it will allow you to look more trim. I'll never forget the first time that I did my own abdominal gua sha and lymphatic drainage session. I looked at myself in the mirror. It's like, whoa, all this excess bloating, it just left the area. So if you are wanting to look a little bit more trim in the midsection, this can be helpful also. And just watch the amount of fat you have in your midsection. Um, We want to make sure that we have not too much, uh, especially visceral fat, which can hang out around the organs, which is going to predispose someone to something like diabetes. There is certainly an abdominal circumference link, linkage to uh, different types of diseases. So just wanting you to be aware of that. Uh, we can actually get the fat accumulating around our organs and then it creates compression and non-ideal blood flow to those organs which then can create deficits. Now that's one of the, also the reasons why I'm so keen on recommending grounding every single day outside barefoot, barefoot on the ground, which allows your blood to not stick together so much. And so that your blood flows better. So if you're feeling brain fog, if you are just kind of feeling like a little bit jittery or shaky or or just maybe not quite yourself, just go outside and stand barefoot for about 30 to 45 minutes. That's a a great um, amount of time as per Groundology and other researchers that are talking about this concept of EMFs and on the body and in particular, the impacts of the blood, which is why I am writing my art, my upcoming research, a uh, literary review on EMFs in the skin. There's, there's a huge linkage and actually quite a bit of research. So I wanted to touch on that. The other thing is, the other thing to know about body lymph drainage, Is that this really should become part of your hygiene routine. Look at this as like a ritual. You're giving your body love. We get one body. Take the best care of it as you possibly can so that it serves you well as you move through life. And it just all kind of makes sense. No wonder I am obsessed with beauty and hygiene. Um, Ancestrally, this is linked to caring for the body as a a personal spiritual self-care practice so maybe rewrite some of that programming you might have or trigger points around oh you know am i worth it to take this time to look after myself yes you absolutely are and no one is going to do this work for you as well as moving your body having a daily prayer or meditation routines are are all important body mind spirit energy and then the body lymphatic drainage is very supportive of detoxification. So if you have any questions from today's episode on the history of beauty from different cultures, as well as body and facial gua sha, definitely send me an email info at rachelvarga.ca and you can learn more about booking a one-on-one session with me, a 30-minute follow-up call for existing clients, my skin camp programs, the school of radiance, it is all in the description of this episode and I also warmly invite you to take part in my sale that I'm having right now. Uh, It is for a limited time and while supplies last and the information is in the description of this episode. I warmly invite you to register for Skin Camp that's happening now as well as theschoolofradiance.com and if you're thinking well how do I start with all of these options one-on-one call, the Skin Camp, the School of Radiance, I do recommend starting with either a skin camp or a one-on-one call and have the one-on-one call, then the skin camp afterwards, or register for skin camp and have the one-on-one call during the program. My one-on-one work is very much geared towards providing a customized at home and in clinic skin and rejuvenation plan with ongoing support. Skin camps are where I show my tutorials. It's about six to seven lessons, about a week apart, join live, catch the replays where I take you into my restroom and show you how to use products, perform your at home dermal rolling do the facial gua sha, apply skincare, apply makeup. We also do deep dives into slowing aging, biohacking, and many other good things behind the scenes. More off-the-cuff version of me, if you will, than the free content here on the podcast. And the School of Radiance, as I explained before, is really for those who are wanting to step into their more powerful, beautiful, and radiant form. Say for example, you are looking to find a new partner or excel in your personal and professional aspects. If you are a leader yourself and you are public speaking, this is a great way to learn about mannerisms, presentation styles, etiquette, the way that we speak, our gestures, and of course, the very physical beautification and grooming aspects as well and some information on the energy of beauty and radiance and how we can really optimize this for ourselves with that balance of the divine masculine and feminine. This is for the ladies and the gents. I filmed most of the program in Sedona and other places also. So you're gonna really enjoy the scenery in the videos behind you. And it's really all to help you step into a more beautiful radiant leadership role yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode right here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to learn about some of these methods. And most importantly, this whole mindset of being our most beautiful radiant versions. No one is going to do this work for you. These are really strategies that you, I think should learn and are very important to becoming your most beautiful radiant high vibe version, and of course, slowing aging, having clear glassy skin, reducing inflammation, and just really setting your body, mind, spirit, and energy up for success so that you can enjoy a beautiful long life and make wonderful lasting impressions on others that you interact with, and of course, lead by example.